0: Welcome back to Current Affairs, our stories of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. So this week, we have something that's relatively uncommon, the possibility of a serial-killing
1: love murderer. The sad story begins on April 18th. That was the day that the family of 34-year-old Minnesota woman Manajay Starin, who went by Manny, reported her missing. Fast forward to June 26th. On that chaotic day, police attempted to serve search warrants, for the apartment of Joseph Steven Jorgensen, Manny's boyfriend, and it did not go well. First, Jorgensen barricaded himself in his bedroom, and
0: if that was where it ended, that would be still enough to put a serious crimp in these police officers' day, but no. Jorgensen proceeded to start a fire in an attempt to distract the police. With the flames blazing, he charged through the door, Jorgensen tried to rip one SWAT team member's AR-15 automatic rifle from him, all the while
1: screaming that he would shoot the other officers. Ultimately, the SWAT team was able to wrestle Jorgensen down and detain him, and the reward for his trouble was extra charges of arson and trying to disarm a peace officer to his tally. But why was he so desperate to evade capture? Turns out, in the few months since Manny's disappearance, the police had really
0: gotten the goods on Jorgensen. It started with security camera footage taken near Manny's home a few days after her disappearance, April 21st. At one point, the terrifying footage shows Manny frantically running from her apartment and being chased after by Jorgensen. Ultimately, Jorgensen grabbed Manny and dragged her back inside. No footage would ever show Manny leaving her apartment again.
1: Jorgensen was a different story. In the following week, surveillance footage showed him coming and going from Manny's apartment 28 different times. At one point, he carried out duffel bags and a suitcase, which he loaded into a pickup truck that belonged to his roommate. From there, Jorgensen climbed into the passenger seat and the vehicle drove away.
0: As if the surveillance footage wasn't suspicious enough, Jorgensen also stole Manny's debit card, with which he bought a totally normal, and not suspicious at all, amount of cleaning supplies including garbage bags, disinfectant wipes, latex gloves, a cleaning bucket, and plastic wrap.
1: Always sus. Later, authorities would also discover a set of suspicious searches from Jorgensen's Google account as well. The searches include how to clear cookies from phones, local missing persons reports, and a search for, quote, lime for soil. The arresting documents point out that one of lime's uses is to accelerate decomposition while reducing the smell. Police had also entered Manny's apartment and found clear evidence that something had gone very wrong. They found blood in the kitchen, living room, and bedroom. The probable cause affidavit reads, crime scene technicians located evidence of large amounts of blood in the apartment's living room, primarily on the couch, the floor of the living room, and the kitchen. It was apparent someone had tried to clean up the blood. Additionally, police said that a bed sheet had been partially removed, as well as a foam mattress pad that had a big hole cut out of it.
0: Okay, so at this point, Jorgensen is arrested and investigators have tons of very strong if still circumstantial evidence. Their case, however, was about to get a lot stronger. Investigators found traces of Manny's blood in his apartment. Additionally, they found the key to a storage unit that had been rented in his roommate's name. In that unit, they found, to their horror, two coolers and a duffel bag full of human remains. The body parts were wrapped in a saran wrap. The remains were later confirmed to belong to Manny. On June 30th, Jorgensen was charged with second-degree
1: murder. And yet, that's not where this story ends. While police were investigating Manny's murder, they uncovered what they called a connection between Jorgensen and a missing woman, Fanta Zayevong, came to light. So who is Fanta? She was another Minnesota woman who had been missing since July 2021. Around the time of their investigation of Manny's disappearance, the Minnesota Human Trafficking Authorities got a tip about Fanta that alleged that she might have been in an abusive relationship with, you guessed it, Joseph Jorgensen. They
0: began exploring the connection in earnest, leading them to yet another storage unit, where, sadly, Fanta's remains were discovered. So far, Jorgensen hasn't been charged in Fanta's murder, but he's obviously a person of extreme interest. Jorgensen has not yet made a plea in the murder of Manny Sterren. He's next scheduled to appear on August 21st.
1: Details remain scant about Manny, Fanta, and the relationships with Jorgensen, although there are some sad similarities. Friends say that Fanta had struggled with drug addiction. In fact, one friend claimed that he had tried to help Fanta get into rehab, but when he did, Jorgensen had threatened the friend's life as well. Likewise, Manny's father said that his daughter had been plagued with addiction issues. At one point, she too had been supposed to go to a treatment center, but her father said that she never showed up.
0: On top of their shared substance abuse issues, it seems clear that their relationships with Jorgensen were characterized by abuse. One neighbor of Manny's had seen her with a black eye and red marks on her neck. When she offered to call the police, Manny said, it will just make things worse. A chilling message from Jorgensen to Manny two weeks before she went missing also said, and bear with me for the grammatical incoherencies in this statement, but he wrote, you owe me too because you called the police on me two times. Very clear I was of that being punishable by hanging, which I am gathering to mean that he said calling the police was punishable by hanging by him. Manny's family has set up a GoFundMe and last week Fonta's family donated saying, on behalf of the Xia Vong family, we would like to send our deepest condolences. With so much love and appreciation, we are able to put our little sister to rest. We'll keep you posted as this case evolves.
1: Jesse, what is up with the roommate? I mean, it seems like he picked him up with the duffel bags and he had the storage unit in his name. Like, is he part of this investigation? I wonder. He's potentially an accomplice or maybe he's the one who tipped off the police. Yeah. It's also kind of crazy that it's just second-degree murder for the crime when he also may have had a storage unit for Xia as well. I think at this point, it would seem
0: that it was not premeditated given that he clearly has rage and abuse issues that yep. it was something that set him off. I would be interested to know, though, if the roommate really had the storage unit ahead of time or if Jorgensen got it ahead of time, but in his roommate's name... Or if it was acquired after, rented after the time of the murder and the disappearance. So these are all questions that will hopefully have answers coming to light in the next few weeks and months, and we will absolutely keep you updated. Until next time, I'm Jesse Prey.
1: And I'm Andy Cassette, signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs.